Welcome to the Dismantle, creating community, not converts. Hello and welcome to Dismantle Podcast. This is your host, Joey, and this is the series finale episode of Dismantle Podcast. After 115 episodes, it is time to bring the show to an end. And I have a whirlwind of emotions and thoughts surrounding the conclusion of the show. And so I wanted to take this final episode to just share some of those thoughts and reasons behind bringing the show to an end. And before we get into the episode, before we dive into anything, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, thank you to you if you are listening, if you have been listening from the entire year, year and a half that we've been in existence. Just thank you. Your kind words, your comments, your angry text messages to me, your long emails and your reviews of the show have all gone into what has been for me at least an amazing podcast. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much for your support along this journey with me. Now, there are three big reasons that we're concluding this show. And, and honestly, I don't even like to call them reasons because it sounds like there was something sour that went down. And so the response and the natural progression to the reason is to end the show, but it's not like that at all. So instead of reasons, I want to call them revelations. There's three big revelations that occurred throughout the process of the show that I want to be able to share with you guys. And, um, and hopefully you'll not only understand, but maybe you're in a similar spot. And so you can relate and, uh, and we can progress together. And so some of this episode is going to be just shooting from the hip. Some of the stuff I have written down, other stuff might just come off the top of my head, but you know, some of that's just the creative process. So, uh, here we go. Let's, let's look at some of the revelations that, that came out of dismantle podcast. The first revelation is that this show taught me how, and I say how in quotes, uh, the goal of this show was never to begin these deconstruction conversations with no end in sight. You know, it was never, it was never going to be, all right, we're just going to continue and continue and continue until, uh, you know, we either run out of topics, run out of guests, although that was a very big fear, uh, of would I be able to continue week after week and then two times a week. And, uh, you know, it, it was an amazing response of people who wanted to be on the show and, and, and topics that we could have talked about, but there was never really no end in sight. When we began, we set out to sit down with people who had life experiences that were different from ours, different from mine, in an attempt to learn and to bring that awareness to the church. Uh, as you've heard us talk about before, these conversations were ones that we wanted to capture that we knew would never come from a pulpit or, or stuff that even if it did come from a pulpit, it couldn't get to the level and the depth that we wanted to get to. And so, honestly, over 150 times through regularly aired episodes or episodes on Patreon or episodes that will be on SoundCloud, which we'll get to in a little bit, we've done that. You know, we, we have done that. We have deconstructed conversations. And if you do anything 150 times, you should become pretty proficient at doing it. You should become pretty good, pretty versed at doing the thing that you're doing. And the goal is always to become better at doing these conversations, become more aware with these conversations. It wasn't that these conversations weren't happening. God knows they were happening long before I started the show and, and they'll continue long after the show is done. But I wanted to become better at doing it. 
And I feel like not only for myself, but for, for you, the listener as well, I think we've learned how to do this, how to sit down with somebody, how to not assume, how to not walk in with preconceived notions, how to listen and ask better questions, how to be patient and how to listen. We, we've learned how to do it, uh, to dialogue with people that we may or may not agree with, and then to learn from it and then bring those new thoughts and perspectives to our churches to create better spaces. And with that revelation comes a reckoning point. You know, you can't just say, okay, I've learned how to do it. When you learn how to do something well, then you, do you need to continue doing it over and over and over the same way that you've done it? Because like we've said on the show, anything that doesn't grow dies. And so I felt like we had figured out how to have these dialogues and these conversations. And that led me to this, this next revelation, this next point that I came to, which was that this show was a season. Now, whether it was you and me, or it's just me, this show remains a reflection of a season in my life. The deconstruction season is an amazing season, and I highly recommend everyone, every faith journey and faith walk to walk through a deconstruction season. Because without those times, without taking things apart, without questioning our beliefs and our systems, you'll never truly value where you've been, but you also can't recognize where you're headed next. And I began to have a strong feeling that this season, this deconstruction season in my life was coming to an end. And I'll be honest, I was terrified of that because once you do something for so long, like, like we had done before the, the podcast, you know, you, you kind of walk in a way of religion and spirituality and you get comfortable with that. And there's uh, safety in that, there's familiarity in that. And then when you start taking things apart, that's scary. But believe it or not, the more you start taking things apart and that becomes your MO, that becomes safety too. That becomes familiar too. That you know you can always listen to anything and then start taking it apart. But the problem is, if the show was a season, then there has to come a point where we stop taking things apart. Now, this doesn't mean that there's a new podcast coming out called The Remantle, although I call dibs. But sometimes when you have that feeling that things are coming to an end, you need to step into that boldly and bravely without trying to hold on to the past season so tightly that you can never let go and move forward. You know, we've all seen that pastor, we've all seen that band, we've seen that actor who's way past their sell-by date, who is holding on to the successes of the past, who's holding on to what used to be. And honestly, some of that is why our churches are in the state that they are. It's, it's leaders and and pastors and, and people who are hanging on to the past success. One of the things that, I don't know if I've shared it on the show, but a, a quote that came out through one of the interviews was that tradition is frozen success. It means it worked once, and so you're just gonna continue to do the same thing knowing that it brought success, but it's frozen, it's not risky, it's not alive. You know, it's clear to everybody else but that one person that their time has come. You know, whenever you're seeing that individual, that one person who's way past their cell date, as we've said, it's clear to everybody else except them. And, and, and not only do we see this in the church, but like, 
we've also shared on the show, church people and Christians don't plan for endings well. It's some of the reason we took a month to kind of come to the end. You know, at the beginning of the uh, of the month of November, we said, okay, we're going to end and we're going to end on the 25th. And we want to be able to navigate that end well. Because if we just drop off, then not only does that betray the trust of you, the listener, and not only is it like a cheap breakup, but it doesn't really finish well. And there's plenty of verses within the Bible and, and also just you know, business moguls as well that talk about finishing well, about ending well, about being able to come to a complete and satisfying end. If you know me, you know The Office is a huge part of my life and, you know, just TV and culture in general, like how many shows have just not ended well? They've ended after so many seasons, but the writing is bad and the episodes are poor, the acting's terrible. We've all seen that and... I didn't want that for this show. I didn't want to just nix it. I didn't want it to get stale. I didn't want it to get boring. I wanted to really end well and to have a good transition and to honor what we built and to recognize that this was the end of a season. And personally for me, I feel like there's a new season coming and I'll be 100% transparent. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what's coming. I don't have any plans for a new show. I don't have anything uh, as far as creativity that, you know, I'm about to drop. There's no new album. There's no new, uh, you know, there's, there's really nothing. And that's a little scary, but I do feel like a new season is coming and I can't receive whatever's next with open hands if my hands are so tightly gripped around dismantle and the art of constantly taking things apart. There's just, there's just no way that you can respond to something if you're so tied down and so committed to this one thing. And then if you feel that that one thing is coming to an end and you feel like you figured out how to do it, well, then that leads to the third revelation, which is that I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move forward and to begin to do the work of the podcast full time. Um, I want to be able to put into practice the things that I've learned and the ways that I've begun to experience God and make the church a better place. And if the show was me leading the charge into deconstruction, then the end is me leading the charge into reconstruction, into rebuilding. I've been a part of a church for this entire podcast, and I've been working towards asking better questions, challenging ideas that that may or may not be good, creating better solutions. And like we say at the end of every show, not complaining about the things I'm not willing to change. And as I have begun moving in that direction, I can't commit wholeheartedly to that work if every week, sometimes five times a week, I'm hosting deconstruction conversations. And it's not that they're not valuable, but they're just not applicable to my season and where I've come to be. You know, it would be like if you uh, became sober, uh, you know, alcoholism was a problem and then you became sober and you wanted to move on, but every seven days you sat in AA. It's just not where you are. And that's nothing against AA. AA is a valuable resource. And just like the podcast, this is a valuable resource but it's just not where I am anymore. And so with all of that said, this is the last episode of the podcast. And so we posted at the beginning of the month that, 
you know, if you have any questions, anything you want to ask on the show, you could submit those. And, and we did get a lot of really good questions. And so I want to take some time and answer some of those for you. And the first is, will the show still be up for listening? Yes, the episodes will remain up and posted for a while. I, I am so proud and so uh, appreciative of the 115 episodes that we have posted and we've we've aired the the guests and the time and the deconstruction and the diving in the tears the laughter the the really hard questions I'm so proud of that and so I want to I want to leave that up for anybody who's either coming in at the tail end or somebody who's just going to find the show you know long after we've long after we've said goodbye uh, but yes the episodes will stay posted Another question is, are there other episodes that I can listen to? And yes, that was something that we had mentioned earlier. On SoundCloud, there's a whole playlist of bonus episodes that we never aired. There are 18 of them, and you can check them out for free, uh, but they're only available on SoundCloud. So uh, you can check out Dismantle Pod on SoundCloud, and there are 18 episodes. There's a crazy list of episodes that we just didn't get to air from Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath, Worship Leader Jared Anderson. Uh, I got to meet a new friend, Friar Nathan Sparks. Uh, we have topics and conversations about art, homosexuality, therapy, charismaticism, shame, depression, evolution, and distractions, among others. So yeah, there are episodes that we just didn't have time to air, but you can listen to the complete and unadulterated catalog on SoundCloud. Uh, this question I thought I should answer. Will you have time to hang out now? Nope. <laughs> there's there's always something creative happening. And while there is no new show, there's no new album, there's no new creative venture, there's just not a lot of time with a three-year-old and a 10-month-old. And uh, and one of, the, one of the things that I foresee in this next season of my life is a season of rest. Uh, you know, 30 years old, there's been so many things going on in my life. And... And will continue to go on in my life, uh, but to commit to doing something weekly and, you know, twice a week has taken a large chunk of creative energy, physical energy, spiritual energy, emotional energy, and so I feel a season of rest is coming up. Uh, but you can always text me. Uh, what lessons will you take with you? This is a really good question. Uh, this show has really helped me flesh out a passage in scripture that I've always struggled with, which is James 1.19. And it says, brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I have really begun to personalize and understand this with the show. And it's honestly become a part of my conversations. It's become a part of my church work. It's become a part of my professional work and also my life. Just every aspect has now been ingrained with the hows of the show. And I think that if there were a verse that personifies and embodies the show, which we've kind of tried to steer away from, we've tried to remain a bit neutral with how we present, even though we are a show aimed at the church, we've tried to remain neutral with our conversations, sharing very scarcely what we actually believe about the subjects that we're hosting. But, uh, you know, I think that the show in and of itself really kind of is, is a personification of James 119. So that's definitely something I'll take with me. How do you feel about the show ending? This is a really tough question. Uh, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm a little numb. I'm 
excited for a good close and the end of something that has been so life-giving, so powerful, so educational. But I'm also sad because this has been so much fun and it's been so enjoyable and so easy. And what I mean by easy, I don't mean that the work has been easy because it's been so much work. I mean, it's like, it's a lot of hours a week, recording episodes, scheduling episodes, editing episodes, uh, Instagram, emails, promotion, you know, you name it. It's, it's all taken a lot of time. But what I mean by easy is that it has been great to be able to receive a new challenging perspective literally handed to me sometimes five times a week coming straight to my basement. I mean, it's, it's a gift that I don't think I even now truly understand and appreciate, but I, I recognize its value and how, how great it has been to just sit with strangers, get to meet uh, people that I've read, uh, get to speak with musicians that I've idolized my entire life, get to dive in deeper with close friends into their spiritual journeys. Like that is an immense gift. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really think that, I think that it's powerful and, and I don't even know if I've, I've processed it yet. And, you know, it's kind of been a month of, okay, we're ending, we're ending, we're ending, but, but even what it has been, has been, you know, I'll forever be grateful for it. So. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I feel. So, but you know, like we said, now I kind of need to do the work of finding that and pursuing that in my own life. I can't just wait for, you know, eight o'clock on a Monday night to record three, four episodes. I have to go out and I have to find these people. I have to uh, do the work of the show, do the work of listening, do the work of being slow to speak and quick to listen. Uh, what's next for you? Like I said, rest. I have been creating content my whole life. You know, it's some on some level, it's who I am. It's what I do. Uh, but 2020, I'm kind of looking forward to discovering what Sabbath really means and operating out of a place of rest, not out of a place of scarcity and burnout and, and fatigue. Um, really pouring into family, really pouring into church life and, and seeing what that kind of looks like in this new season. Uh, so as we bring our time to a close, as I typically say, there are some people that I'd personally like to thank and shout out on the show. Uh, we had a Patreon, which was incredibly powerful as far as getting the episodes to you. People donated financially to the show to support and to continue the work of getting these episodes out. And so I'd just like to thank those people, uh, Lindsay Sulka, Paul Hagen, Brandon Eloy, Fiona Wilkes, Dan Miguel, Kathleen Hummel, John Gerges, and Sam Matthews. You guys have supported the show in ways that have taken us to new levels, and I am so thankful for your love, your kind words, and your support. So thank you so much. Um, a lot of people say, oh, how did you get so-and-so? How did you get that guy? And I usually always say, oh, I slid into those DMs. But there were times where uh, I had connections with various publishing groups, and, uh, and I'm, I'm super thankful for the people I got to work with who hooked me up with authors and artists. And so I just wanted to shout them out. Christina Bostic from Icon Media Group, Trinity McFadden from Zondervan, and Brian Mays from Nashville Publicity Group. These guys have worked with me getting guests for months and scheduling and coordinating interviews, and I could not have done it without you. So Christina, Trinity, and Brian, thank you so much. 
Paul Madsen, you have been a pain in the neck since the beginning, and I thank you for your support, your insight, and your encouragement, and your perspective the entire time. Thank you so much for making this even better than what it could have been. And to you listeners who have reached out, you have liked content, you've shared an episode, you've suggested guests, you've taken this show way beyond what I thought it would ever be. And for that, I am immensely grateful. Thank you so much. And to you listeners who have reached out, liked content, shared episodes, suggested guests, and taken this show way beyond what I thought it could ever be, I am immensely grateful. Thank you. And uh, and that wraps up this final episode of Dismantle Podcast. You know, this show was never about criticizing the church, but it was about attempting to make it better. And so I'd encourage you that as you step out and step back into your regularly scheduled programming, you don't complain about the things that you're not willing to change. Thanks so much. You've been listening to The Dismantle, creating community, not conference.